From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It is the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings today from our Smoothie King Center studios in New Orleans. As uh, We've got a couple of things on our plate here today, some of which involve us being over at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. More on that in a moment. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again for spending some time with us. We hope that you're bringing you a hope to be bringing you a product today uh, that keeps you uh, up to speed on your two teams, the Saints and the Pelicans. Both have significant items uh, of note today. First, on the NFL side, with regard to the Saints, um, the NFL owners' meetings have a very big day ahead of them in Atlanta. And while there are some rules-related uh, things, playoff-type talk, and whatnot. Really, with regard to the Saints and the city of New Orleans, uh, today a vote by the NFL owners about the Super Bowl in 2018. That would be Super Bowl 52. And our own John DeShazer is in Atlanta to cover the NFL owners' meetings and uh, also to uh, cover, of course, the, uh, the big announcement. So J.D. is going to join us today from Atlanta. We'll get his thoughts on where things are about midday and uh, what they could or could not mean uh, for New Orleans. That's the football side of things. And then on the basketball side, while we'll uh, zip in and take a look at both of the NBA playoff series now underway, our own Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com will give us a preview of the NBA draft lottery tonight. And uh, certainly the Pelicans have keen interest on how that plays out. Jim's going to give us the odds. Jim's going to break down how uh, the Pelicans' uh, summer fate uh, is intertwined with the Philadelphia 76ers. And so we're anxious to have Jim on the program today as well. And the reason Daniel and I are over here at the Smoothie King Center Studios to put together this podcast today is because at their Mercedes-Benz Superdome, the Saints Hall of Fame announcement ceremony is conducted uh, in the uh, Hall of Fame here on this uh, Tuesday. And uh, we'll learn today that Aaron Brooks and John Carney will be inducted into the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame coming this fall. We are visiting with those two gentlemen today, and uh, Daniel will be sharing those visits with you Later on this week, perhaps as early as tomorrow, here on the Black and Blue Report. So, there's a lot going on uh, with regard to your Saints and the Pelicans and the NFL and the NBA, again here on this day, and we'll try and get it covered for you in a couple of different ways. As we mentioned, Jim Eichenhofer on the program, John DeShazer too, on this, the Black and Blue Report, and we'll take you to Atlanta next. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. 
All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Let's uh, let's go out as promised to Atlanta, Georgia, where the NFL owners have gathered for their meetings this month. And our own John DeShazer, senior chief, of course, from uh, NewOrleansSaints.com, is covering the events in Atlanta and joins us here today. Uh, John, you can't imagine uh, the feeling around town today this uh, this anticipation of the NFL owners' uh, vote and then announcement on who will host Super Bowl Fifty Two. I'm sure that's at the top of your list of things to watch today. Yeah, I mean, from all indications and all the you know under under the table talk and back room talk and this that, and the other, it seems to be that New Orleans is once again on the lead horse in the Super Bowl race, which isn't really surprising, I guess, around New Orleans. But, Every time they bid, they won it. <laughs> They've won it for uh, 10 times, and this will be the record 11th Super Bowl in New Orleans in 2018 if, indeed, uh, the vote comes down as we expect it to. But, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, nervousness to go along with it, obviously. You know, it, it's not a done deal until it's a done deal, but, but uh, all the expectations of that New Orleans is, is sitting pretty. I'm with you. I don't want to bank on it just yet just because I'm cynical that way. Um, so maybe I'll just throw out there – what would give you pause, John, at least in talking to other media members from the other cities competing or, as you mentioned, kind of the, the back hallway chat that may, may make us a little nervous? Well, there are two factors. Now, one, Minneapolis is getting ready to build a new uh, football stadium, and that is generally an eye candy for the NFL. If you build a new stadium, usually you will have a Super Bowl awarded now, Minneapolis is, be, is a cold-weather city, obviously, but uh, the, the last most recent Super Bowl was in a cold-weather city, New York, New Jersey. So, you know, that gives you a little bit of pause, although, you know, there are future Super Bowls to be awarded for Minneapolis to be rewarded for building that stadium. So that's the one That's one thing that gives you pause. Now, the second thing, the, the elephant in the room, that, uh, you know, that, that Indianapolis and many Minneapolis are using against New Orleans is the, is, the, is the power blackout from the last most recent Super Bowl in New Orleans. And that's one of those things that obviously the New Orleans contingent doesn't want to speak too, too much about. But, you know, one of the speakers on New Orleans' behalf is Rod West, who is the CAO, you know, of uh, Intergy Corporation. So he is there to uh, lay the, those spheres uh, going forward of the NFL owners that, you know, such a thing would happen again. Obviously, it hadn't happened before. Uh, it's not anticipated to, to happen again, but Rod West is there, you know, to be one of the speakers to address those very concerns because that's one of the things that Indianapolis and Minneapolis are kind of pushing to the forefront about New Orleans. Hey, remember what happened last time there? So, you know, that's one of those, you know, one of those concerns that has to be addressed. You can't overlook it, and that's one of those things that New Orleans is aggressively addressing. Yeah, good, good dual threat on Mr. West part. Not only is he uh, uh, a man who can speak to that power situation, he's also a very dynamic public speaker. Um, yeah, fantastic. I mean, yeah. you know, we spoke to him for a little while this morning. We expect him and, and Steve Perry to actually wow on New Orleans' behalf. Super Bowl 52 is not the only thing on the agenda here for the owners. What else uh, is going to make the biggest news, you think? 
Well, I think the main thing really now is going to be uh, Colts owner Robert Ursay is going to, to speak some, and uh, and Commissioner Goodell is going to have to address why there has not been any uh, any uh, any any assessment made of, of his m- most recent you know troubles where he hadn't been fined or penalized or anything like that. As far as a, a possible expanded playoffs, we've uh, learned recently the last 10, 15 minutes that uh, that t- that discussion has been tabled. It's probably going to be tabled until until the fall. It's one of those things where I think the owners want it, but they're not able to do that without having some kind of collaboration with the Players Association. And the Players Association really seems to be vehemently against expanding the playoffs by two more teams right now. So that issue, it appears, has go- is going to be tabled for this meeting. But, you know, the, 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 so the main thing left now is, you know, what will, you know, Commissioner Goodell say about, you know, Colts owner Robert Ursay and, and his legal troubles. It's interesting on the Players Association side, uh, John, because that means two more – uh, teams over a hundred players um, would receive playoff bonus money, but in the long run, what it, it would essentially add another week to the season, or at least the length of the season. Is that was that the problem with the players association? Well, and it's more games. And if if you're talking about player safety, you know, if you're talking about one of those teams making it to the Super Bowl, for instance, that would be an extra game. So rather than you know three games, it'd be four, and those that's extra time and wear and tear on the body. And, if you're the NFL and you're promoting player safety, you know, players are saying, okay, how are we going to expand the playoffs? And there's also talk, you know, we know there's been talk of expanding the regular season to 18 games. So players are, are saying, you know, hey, if we're talking player safety and we're worried about, you know, concussions and we're worried about, you know, future damage to our bodies, you know, we're adding games on and that's not going to help. What's the latest on the kicking situation? Well, I don't know what they're going to do anything about it. I think uh, they addressed it at the last owners' meeting that they were, you know, with the kickoffs, they were going to, you know, move them back to the 24th for a a weekend or two in the preseason. I think they were just going to, you know, experiment with it during the preseason and not really address it during the regular season. I know at some point, though, I think there's a groundswell of support actually of moving it back permanently to the to the 30. They just want to move it back to the 20 this preseason, see how that goes. Moving it back to the 30 and really essentially making the PAT a 47-yard attempt, and that probably will entice more teams to go for a two-point conversion play, which is, you know, the, by the NFL and coaches' standards, more of a quote-unquote play because the, the extra point from the from the two-yard line had become so automatic, it really wasn't, wasn't you know, worth discussing. You know, I think a 99-point almost a 99.9% conversion rate. And so they wanted to make it a little bit more exciting, and the two-point conversion would do that. They'd still do it from the two-yard two line, or three-yard line, like two-yard line, I'm sorry. And so, you know, that would add a little bit more excitement into the game as opposed to, you know, you know, I think it probably, you know, now dome teams might decide, okay, we're still going to kick it. But if you're outside in inclement weather, you're probably more likely to go for the two than you are for, for, the, for the PAT. So, but again, you know that's going to just just for experimentation purposes this preseason, and I guess they'll address it going further from there. But it seems to be a pretty good amount of support for it going forward. John DeShazer from NFL or from NewOrleansSaints.com of the NFL owners meetings in Atlanta. I guess uh, we'll see plenty of coverage from you and your team on NewOrleansSaints.com later today, JD. Yeah, we'll get with the New Orleans contingent after what we uh, expect and hope to be a successful bidding process and let them uh, talk about it and how harried they were in, during the process and, 
And, uh, yeah, we'll get some video from them, and we'll write something and post it all on NewOrleansSaints.com. Good stuff. I hope we uh, have something to celebrate later today. I know a lot of folks would love to see uh, that tricentennial uh, get started with a big Super Bowl party. Yeah, and that's one of the big selling points, too. You know, the, the, the committee is telling, hey, you know, how many how many times are you going to have an opportunity to, to celebrate a tricentennial in the city? You know, how often? You know, that only comes along one time, and it's the perfect storm for New Orleans. So that's one of the selling points also. Good stuff. Enjoy, J.D., and uh, we'll be waiting for your coverage later today. Will do. You boys have a good one. Thank you, sir. John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report. In, the mel- in a moment, Jim Eichenhofer will talk NBA playoffs and draft lottery after this. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Intergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Intergy. Y'all ready for something spicy? Play more books from the lottery. You can win up to $2,000. This is how we do it. Spice up your day with mud bucks. Went up to $2,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The party's just getting started, y'all. Are you ready for mud bucks? Here we go. Pick up mud bucks today. That's <laughs> we do it down here. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Game two of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight. Miami uh, will look to even up their series with the Indiana Pacers. And also on the docket tonight on the NBA side, of course, is the NBA Draft Lottery. With that, we say hello and good morning to Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com. How's the offseason, my friend? It's going pretty well. How have you been, John? Okay, okay. I've been enjoying the playoffs, to say the least. Uh, um, I think that uh, Miami best win tonight. Uh, otherwise, uh, it could be a struggle against a team that's been uh, uh, drooling over them for some time now. Uh, does LeBron James go nuts tonight like he did in Brooklyn, Jim? Yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance that you're going to see Miami play extremely well tonight. Um, who knows what Indiana's going to do? I mean, every time you they look like they're you know, playing well and back to the way they played at the beginning of the season, they lose by 30 at home, so... Hopefully, for their sake, that won't happen tonight. But, but really, it's at the point where I have no idea what they're going to do. But I definitely think Miami's going to play better tonight. Yeah, I do, too. And I think it's awfully interesting that our old friend David West, I think, is leading the Pacers in assists per game here in this postseason. Uh, that, that seems strange for a power forward. Yeah, he's, it, it's, it's been amazing, the last, especially the last week or so, to see how valuable he is. I know sometimes people look at his stats and they say, you know, he, he might average 13, 14 points a game, and they have some other guys that are maybe a little flashier and and obviously younger. But uh, I tell you, he's he's made he's earned every penny of his of his salary the last um, couple weeks because he's come through for them time and time again. He's just you know done a lot of the same things he did when he was here. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Jim, my uh, my pick to, of uh, San Antonio to win it all is looking pretty good, isn't it, after last night? Yeah, I, I was just talking to somebody saying that they're, they're just a buzzsaw right now. To be able to score 122 points, I think it was, 
in the conference finals game and make it look so easy against a team that obviously is very good in Oklahoma City. It's just they're they're just they're just really impressive right now. It's it's been uh, you know ever ever since I think ever since that game seven of uh, their first round series against Dallas, they've been they've looked like clearly the best team in the NBA, and and last night was another example of that. Yeah, and I think the Thunder have lineup problems right now with no Serge Ibaka, so. I don't want to say they're going to sweep them right out of the series, but I don't think that this will go seven games between uh, the Spurs and the Thunder. Yeah, I think the Thunder are, are definitely kind of looking around trying to figure out who who's going to be their third and fourth scorers after Durant and Westbrook. And obviously, like you, you mentioned, this isn't the best time to be, to be trying to alter your lineup and trying to figure out answers to – you know different issues that you have especially when you're going up against a team that's playing just at such a ridiculously high level the way the Spurs are let's get to the draft lottery which is the other big item uh, tonight and I know that uh, several uh, uh, folks around the Pelicans and many around the NBA obviously have this date circled tonight uh, who wins this thing who uh, you know I, I, I don't want to pick the favorite because the favorite never wins that'd be Milwaukee at 25 percent <laughs> but um, who do you think gets the number one overall pick tonight hmm that's a good question. I mean, I think one one team that has historically done well that uh, I'm sure people somewhat uh, might be getting tired of seeing them do well in the lottery is Orlando. They seem like the team that that will win it. They win it. Seem to win it every few years. So, I mean, I, I think they're a possibility. Um, one of the writers from the Celtics website pointed out some of the horrible luck that they've had in the lottery. So I was thinking. That they might be due because they had they had a, a really memorable situation where they thought they were going to get Tim Duncan and ended up dropping to four. They had a couple other instances where they've had really bad luck. So if if I if you're going by karma, I think maybe the Celtics have a have a chance. But um, I, I kind of if the Pelicans don't win it, I kind of would like to see Milwaukee because I think they've had some extremely bad luck and it seems like you know obviously they have the best chance, but I don't know. I'm not sure when the last time the team that had the highest percentage actually won it. So I guess we'll see what happens. It never happens. It seems like um, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned Orlando. If things go right here tonight for the Magic, they could end up with three lottery picks, three picks in the top 14. I think. Yeah, I think they they have. Um, I know they have the New York is in the 12 slot right now, and I know that pick. I believe goes to Orlando no matter what, and I think there's another. I think with some there's a scenario with Denver at 11 where they could get theirs as well. Yes, so, I mean they could they could really uh, they could really make a, a big jump. Another team that I think has an interesting scenario, even though it's not very likely to happen, is Phoenix is in the 14 um, slot. If they move into the top three, they obviously would ha- they'd have their their top three pick. And if they move into the top three, they automatically bump Minnesota down. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota actually has a top – their protection is 13. and but So Minnesota is the 13th slot. So that pick would also go to Phoenix. So a team like Phoenix that's coming off an amazing 48-1 season, they could have a tremendous night. Although, realistically, I think they only have about a 2% chance of – of moving into the top three. Yeah, and it's even less than that, of obviously, to get the top spot at half of 1%. Yeah, so. sure. All right, so uh, break down the Pelicans' situation with regard to tonight in the lottery for me. Okay. Well, they have a they have a 1.1% chance of winning the lottery, 
But as I've mentioned in one of the things I wrote, really the the important thing to to think about is although it would be great to to win the lottery again for the second time in the last three years, really what's more important is to finish in the top three because that's the only way the Pelicans can keep their pick. They have a four percent chance if you add the one point one of the of the number one spot, one point three of the two spot, and one point six of the three spot. They have a four percent chance of finishing somewhere in the top three. If they do that, if they are able to finish in the top three and, and get that have that 4% come through, it would, it would be an amazingly positive development because um, a lot of people have said, a lot of the draft experts have said that there's a, there's a, the top tier this year is, is exactly three players. So, I mean, it would be, in a lot of ways, it would be a, it would be a huge, um, great piece of news for the team if they were able to keep the pick. But obviously, you're, you have to buck the 96% odds of doing so. So, it's you know you want to be optimistic and think it could happen, but but realistically, it's going to be awfully tough. I'm going to be a glass four uh, percent full guy. <laughs> is that is that fair? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's I like that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, obviously, if if that does not come out, then Philadelphia grabs that pick from the trade, right? Right, and and if. The one thing that's interesting to note, I think people sometimes have been slightly confused about this, is if if Philadelphia gets the pick from the Pelicans, they can only pick – it would only be um, 10, 11, 12, or 13. So it's not a situation where Philadelphia could even pick, say, four or five. That's not a possibility based on the way that they do the lottery. Okay. So so really when you when you look at it, unless you hit the jackpot here – the, what what washes out is is a lottery pick, no doubt. But Philadelphia is not picking in the top five to eight, even ten range. Exactly with your they, with your pick. They the most likely scenario if if everything goes to form, which as we mentioned, it doesn't usually go according to form. But if it does, the most likely scenario is definitely Philadelphia ends up with the tenth pick. Okay, and that that's where they would be getting that pick conveyed to them. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com helping us uh, sort it all out, uh, and the lottery is tonight. Uh, I want to say that's right before the game, right? Right before the Eastern Conference Finals game? Yeah, ESPN has, a, I think, maybe a half-hour, hour pregame show, but the lottery part of the pregame show starts at 7 o'clock Central. The game is at 7.30, so I would say between 7 and 7.15 or 7.20 will be when we'll find out exactly what the situation is and whether the Pelicans are going to keep their pick. All right, get your good luck charms out tonight. Hopefully it ends up being a, a, a spectacular 4% full night. There you go. <laughs> Jim, I appreciate it. And, of course, you can follow Jim Eichenhofer on Twitter at? It's just my name with an underscore in between. My last name is E-I-C-H-E-N-H-O-F-E-R. And, of course, all his work to be found at pelicans.com as well. Jim, I appreciate it, um, and good luck to uh, all of us tonight. How about that? That sounds good. Thanks, John. All right, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com with us on the Black and Blue Report. We'll have more after this. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. 
we routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. So a big day today, huh? We, uh, we Hopefully we'll have a great end to it. Uh, hopefully we have uh, Super Bowl 52 uh, coming to New Orleans. And hopefully, uh, defying the odds, the New Orleans Pelicans will find themselves uh, in the top five of the NBA draft in June. That would make for a pretty, pretty good Tuesday. Our thanks again to uh, John DeShazer and for Jim Eichenhofer joining us today. And uh, special congratulations to both Aaron Brooks and John Carney. I very much enjoyed my interviews with them that we will share with you later on this week here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Starting tomorrow, Daniel Salerson will be in this chair quite a bit, hosting the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. You'll hear from John DeShazer and I'm sure some other guest hosts along the way as the uh, Black and Blue Report will make its final run before summer hiatus in late June. I myself will be taking a little time off, and so I hope that you'll join our uh, guest hosts, including Daniel, of course, uh, here in the coming weeks before we take a pause and then get set for NFL training camp in July. I've certainly enjoyed it. I'll be back with you very soon. And until tomorrow, for all of us here, we'll hope to see you back again on the Black and Blue Report, weekdays, just afternoon, on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, the two team apps, and iTunes. From the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.